0: Good morning, and welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We are a spiritual and spirited community dedicated to the free search for truth and meaning. I'm very glad you're here. If you're a first time visitor with us, please do ask if you have questions about this congregation or about Unitarian Universalism, and um, we will do our best to help you get answers to those questions. We come from a long heritage of teaching that there is a spark of the divine in every person. So it is in the spirit of that heritage that I say let us greet the holy in our midst by turning to the person to your right and left and welcoming them here this morning. Will you say with me the words by which we light our chalice, which is the symbol of our faith? Love is the spirit of this church, and service is its law. This is our great covenant, to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another.
1: Good morning. I'm Tomas Medina, your lay leader today. Our call to worship are the words of the writer Anne Lamott. You will lose someone you can't live without, and your heart will be badly broken. And the bad news is that you never completely get over the loss of your beloved. But this is also the good news. They live forever in your heart that doesn't seal back up. And you come through. It's like having a broken leg that never, hurt, that never heals perfectly. That still hurts when the weather gets cold. But you learn to dance with the limp.
0: Seven years ago, the year before I got here, because this is my seventh year, You all wrote a mission statement after clarifying your values and your goals, and you vowed to revisit it every seven years. And so our conversations are beginning, and I would like our president, Jerry Grisafi, to tell you a little about what the board is doing.
2: Good morning. So part of these conversations is sharing stories and wishes Um, So I'm going to share one of my own with you. It was a little over four years ago when the opportunity to lead the senior high school youth group appeared before me. I'd been here for a little over a year and was a youth advisor at my last church. I'd witnessed and experienced firsthand the power of what a great youth program means to our young people. So when the option to lead it was presented to me, it didn't feel like an option at all. It felt like a calling. I wanted to give them the experience that I thought they deserved. So taking all that I had learned over the years, along with some wonderful energy from our youth, I took it upon myself to organize a program that I believe would fulfill our mission of nourishing souls, transforming lives, and doing justice. That first year was a challenge, but our collective drive to create a space where we could share in community to engage in self-discovery and spiritual growth made it a successful one. And each year since then, our youth community has become stronger, closer, and more welcoming. More youth are finding comfort in the community and in the covenant that we create together each year. The journey of ideas materializing into expressions that create our fundraisers and youth Sunday service is really something magical. One of my wishes for this church in the coming years is for a more transformative experience for our youth who need it. I want this to be the place they tell their friends about and bring them to. I want more youth to feel the sense of belonging that it embodies to know that they matter. So in our efforts to revise our, or revisit our values, missions, and ends, stories and wishes like this are really important and play a big part in that. Starting Saturday and until November or December 3rd, we'll be holding these two-hour workshops where we'll be sharing stories and wishes and uh, desires for our church so that we can re. Uh, refresh our mission uh, statement values and end statements the dates and times are in your uh, order of service they're also in the monthly newsletter and if you stop by the table in the gallery you can get one of these postcards uh, with information on how to sign up when the workshops are and um, come on by and i i hope that you'll join us for this important journey thank you
0: let us say our mission together We gather in community to nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice.
3: Good morning. Now today is a little bit different. This is an all-ages service, so I'm not inviting the kids and the young at heart to come up for the story today. You can stay with your grown-ups. Once there was, and twice there wasn't, two brothers who were inseparable travelers, one was named Life. The other was named Death. One time, after journeying across a desert, they came to a refreshing green oasis where they were greeted by the spring keeper. Would you like some cool water to drink? The spring keeper asked. Both of the men nodded in agreement. The spring keeper dipped his gourd into the pool, and he said, It is a custom to let the elder drink first. Which one of you is the elder? Life spoke up first. I am the elder, he said, stepping forward. No, 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 Death contradicted. I am the elder. And he stepped forward, too, next to his brother. Life smiled and said, That is impossible. Things must live before they die. Death responded, On the contrary, Things begin in death, are born, live for a time, and then return to death. Life said, that's not how that works at all. All things come from the Creator, live, and then die. Death began after the first creature lived and died. Death replied with a spark in his eyes, Death is the before and the after of all life. Things arise from it and return to it. Therefore, death is the elder. The two kept arguing and debated, and they were arguing about this for so long, into the next spring, and they still hadn't had a single drop of water. Finally, they asked the spring keeper to judge who truly was the eldest. Gentlemen, I cannot say, the spring keeper said, What you've each told me is true. He looked at the two brothers. How can one speak of death without life? Death is like a desert until rain falls. Then all the living things sprout miraculously from the rocks and the sand. And then he smiled. And how can one speak of life without death, to which all things are certain to return? The spring keeper paused. Neither can exist without the other. The creator wears both of these masks. Neither one of you is the eldest or the youngest. He held out a single drinking gourd. Drink now together and go in peace. And the two travelers took the gourd, drank their fill, and headed off in the comfort of each other's company. The end.
1: Our first meditation today is entitled The Thing Is by Ellen Bass. To love life, to love it even when you have no stomach for it and everything you've held dear crumbles like burnt paper in your hands, your throat filled with the silt of it. When grief sits with you, it's tropical heat thickening the air, heavy as water, more fit for gills than lungs. When grief waits you like your own flesh, only more of it. An obesity of grief you think, how can a body withstand this? Then you hold life like a face between your palms, a plain face, no charming smile, no violet eyes, and you say, yes, I will take you, I will love you again.
0: Our second meditation reading was written by a member of our congregation who recently passed away. Perry Gardner, many of you have seen him. He used a wheelchair. He had a beard. He was a Vietnam vet. He mostly watched the service from house and hall with the breakfast crew. And he was an active member, a beloved member of the pagan group here. This is his daily prayer, and it's in your order of service if you wanted to take it home. Grandmother... grandfather. Guardians of the Four Directions, Great Spirit at the center of all things, thank you for this day and for our lives. Thank you for the bounty and blessings and abundance that you provide for us to enjoy. Thank you for the lessons that you place before us each day. Thank you for the vision to recognize these lessons for what they are. Thank you for the wisdom to understand the meaning of these lessons for our lives. And thank you for the courage to live in this new understanding. Let us now enter into silence together. The way we do this while the children are here is we put one hand over our heart and the other hand over our belly, and we breathe deeply, deeply together as deeply as you can. Let's breathe deeply five times together. This is a good thing to know how to do when you're feeling mad or when you're feeling upset or overwhelmed. You can breathe deeply five or even ten times, and it will make you feel a little bit more calm. You're now invited to light candles of joy or sorrow, hope or remembrance or determination. Let me tell you what this is and how it relates to the little strips of cloth that you got from the ushers. If you did not get a little strip of cloth, there is a basket of them up here that you are welcome to use. Many churches across the country, especially in Texas, are having a Dia de los Muertos celebration. But this year, I wanted to draw on my own uh, heritage from uh, Ireland and Scotland, And what we're having now is a cloudy tree. It sounds like you're talking about clouds, but it's spelled with a T, a cloudy tree. And sometimes you (laughs) will see it written Clouty Tree. It's from Ireland, Scotland, Cornwall. You'll be driving along and suddenly you'll see a tree that is just covered with little strips of cloth of all kinds. Sometimes little trinkets are left behind too at the tree and... The belief is that as the cloth disintegrates, your wish comes true or your message is delivered or your illness fades from you. This morning, we bring our grief and sorrow to the sanctuary. What I would like to ask you to do is to take your strip of cloth and whisper into it the name of a person or a beloved animal whose loss still hurts your heart and for whom you would like to ask the spirit for healing. They say the fairies grant the wishes from the cloudy tree. I don't know if that's true or not, but I want to tell you that these strips of cloth will be respectfully removed from the tree after the service and will be burned in in the fire pit on or about Halloween night. What I would like to do is to invite you to begin to meditate and whisper your names, and then as you feel ready, just come to the front, and um, I will be reading some readings, and Brian will be playing some music by which we can do this. All Souls by May Sarton. Did someone say that there would be an end? An end? Oh, an end to love and mourning. The cold, bleak voices of the early morning when all the birds are dumb and in dark November. Remember and forget. Forget. Remember. Remember. After the fall's night, warm, true voices wake. Voices of the dead that touches the cold living. Through the pale sunlight once more gravely speak. Tell me again, while the last leaves are falling. Dear child, what has been once so interwoven cannot be raveled, nor the gift ungiven. Now the dead move through all of us, still glowing. Mother and lover, lover and lover mated, are wound and bound together and overflowing. What has been plated cannot be unplated. Only the strands grow richer with each loss. And memory makes kings and queens of us. Dark into light, light into darkness spin. When all the birds have flown to some real haven, We who find shelter in the warmth within listen and feel new cherished, new forgiven as the lost human voices speak through us and blend our complex love, our mourning without end. Blackwater Woods by Mary Oliver Look, the trees are turning their own bodies into pillars of light are giving the rich fragrance of cinnamon and fulfillment the long tapers of cattails are bursting and floating away over the blue shoulders of the ponds and every pond, no matter what its name is is nameless now Every year, everything I have ever learned in my lifetime leads back to this. The fires and the black river of loss, whose other side is salvation, whose meaning none of us will ever know. To live in this world, you must be able to do three things to love what is mortal to hold it against your bones knowing your own life depends on it and when the time comes to let it go let it go Poem by Nancy Wood. Hold on. Hold on to what is good, even if it's a handful of earth. Hold on to what you believe, even if it's a tree that stands by itself. Hold on to what you must do, even if it's a long way from here. Hold on to your life even if it's easier to let go. Hold on to my hand. Even if someday I'll be gone away from you. What do we become when we die? Stars, night, leaves, ash, dirt, souls wandering to help those we wronged, the great breath of space and light and nothing. Think not just beyond this, but here and there, now and now. What do we become when we die? Quiet, moving, bodiless, earthy. Poem by Virago Diop. Those who are dead are never gone. They are there in the thickening shadow. The dead are not under the earth. They are there in the tree that rustles. They are in the wood that groans. They are in the water that runs. They are in the water that sleeps. They are in the hut. They are in the crowd. The dead are not dead. Those who are dead are never gone. They are in the breast of the woman. They are in the child who is wailing. And in the firebrand that flames. The dead are not under the earth. They are in the fire that is dying. They are in the grasses that weep. They are in the whimpering rocks. They are in the forest. They are in the house. The dead are not dead. The last reading is what I would like for you to do with me. Your refrain is, we remember them. This is by Rabbi Roland Gittleson. In the rising of the sun and in its going down, we remember them. In the blowing of the wind and in the chill of winter, we remember them. In the opening of buds and in the rebirth of spring, we remember them. In the rustling of leaves and in the beauty of autumn, we remember in the beginning of the year and when it ends we remember. when we are weary and in need of strength when we are lost and sick at heart when we have joys we yearn to share so as we live they too shall live for they are now a part of us as we you say with me the words by which we extinguish our chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Oh Lord, live inside me, lead me on my way. O oh Lord, live inside me, lead me on my way, lead me on, lead me on. O oh Lord, in the darkness, lead me on my way. O oh Lord, in the darkness, lead me on my way, lead me on.